Billie Jean Osborne's Kentucky Opry is here for the 2022 Christmas season. Come out to the Mountain Arts Center, relax, and add some Christmas spirit to your holidays. As always, the Kentucky Opry Junior Pros will be there too. Performances start December 10th with only five chances to catch it. So act fast and grab those tickets at MacArts.com or call 888-MACARTS today. Sponsored by ARH and paid in part by the Kentucky Arts Council. When you need to know about your medications, it's important to know your pharmacist. Wes Howard, Tiffany Jacobs, John Newsom, and Terry Castle and Howard Family Pharmacy, your community health mart pharmacy, will always take time for you. And it's more convenient now than ever to fill your prescriptions. Simply use their free mobile app or log on to howardfamilypharmacy.com. Quality care and service, where it's always about family. That's Howard Family Pharmacy of Allen and Eastern. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. Okay, can I just say, <laughs> not, no one comes into our house, but unless it's an eight-year-old kid. <laughs> that is, yeah, that, that's being tested tonight, uh, for sure. Uh, for those who can't see my future behind the scenes. <laughs> Listen, if, I, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. You may find out before the show is over. At least in the next uh, twenty minutes. I don't. I don't really don't know what's going to happen. I, I thought. I thought I knew what would happen tonight, but the the first twenty minutes of the show could be something we've never experienced on live camera. So we'll we'll never, wait and see. What a tease! <laughs> never, never, never let them know your next move. Yeah, or. or <laughs> Or it may just be normal, okay? But there are things behind the camera that are happening tonight that uh, may change what happens in front of the camera. I don't know. Somebody may get up from this table and have to do something. I, I don't know. Josh? No. <laughs> it's not me. It may be the man in the middle. That will be Byron Hall. I'm Jamie Johnson. He's Josh McKinney <laughs> down the end. And this is the Sound Off on Sports podcast tonight. It is brought your way by the Mountain Arts Center, where they're gearing up for their Kentucky Opry Christmas shows. Have five of those coming up. You can get tickets at MacArts.com and also Howard Family Pharmacy, both locations at Allen and Eastern, where they'll take care of you. And pharmacist Wes Howard, who always does a fantastic job. It is a Tuesday night. We are here early for a couple reasons. One, the holiday. Uh, Thursday is Thanksgiving, and of course, it being Feast Week, uh, we thought we would have some trivia tonight. Right. You know, kind of a game week. This is kind of Josh's thing. He loves to do the trivia. And we were going to have a special guest tonight. We did put a post on social media earlier uh, for our special guest, Chase Parsley, from Prestonsburg High School, the new boys basketball coach, but he could not be here uh, due to a family emergency. And uh, he is scheduled for next week. So we're going to be here next Tuesday, uh, and we'll have him in studio, and, uh, he'll, and things will be good, things will be better for him uh, next week. So we appreciate his time. And uh, we couldn't do it tomorrow. They're playing basketball tomorrow. The um, uh, Junior Newsom Classic is happening at Betsy Lane tomorrow, and Floyd Central's in it. Uh, Preston Bird's in it. Betsy Lane's in it. Pike Central's in it. They're all playing uh, different schools around the area. And I actually can give you uh, those said schools and matchups here on my trusty iPhone. Uh, Floyd Central, Eastridge, 245 tomorrow. Prestonsburg, McGoffin County at 430. Pike Central, Perry Central, 615. And then Betsy Lane and Ashland in the nightcap tomorrow night. So some good high school preseason hoopage happening tomorrow at Betsy Lane High School. Of course, we had Derek Newsom here last week. He was pretty pumped up about the season. I got to tell you, I'm pumped up for the 58th District uh, boys season this year. And the girls, for that matter. I, I think it's going to be an exciting year of basketball. I mean, this might be one of the more competitive more balanced uh, districts on the boys' side that we've seen in a while. Could be. Uh, I mean, the boys' side looks to be the best it's been in a long time. Uh, the girls' side, you potentially have uh, a missed basketball candidate in Kinsley Feltner, and you have the other three teams trying to knock them out. And we'll see what happens. I think Floyd Central has got one more 
uh, last ride uh, this season. With the crew has been together for a long time. We've seen pieces of that crew graduate the past couple of years. The last of that last ride is this year, and I think uh, they want to go out with a bang. So watching them uh, take on Lawrence County will be fun. Of course, Prestonsburg trying to claw their way. I think they're a dark horse. Uh, this season here in the district, they could sneak up and get back, uh, get into the regional tournament. It's been a while for them uh, this season. And Betsy Lane has a new head coach, and they're, they got a young team, and they're getting some players. I hear they're getting some players back in the fold they mm. thought they were losing. So that's good. That was yeah. good to hear. And we've we've not talked to to the girls coaches on our show, but we we've talked to them kind of you know out and about, and we've right. had some of the boys coaches on our show, and you can just tell they're all excited. You know, they, they've been around their players. They've been, you know, in the gym over the summer. They're, and you're always excited as a coach, but you can just tell that they're, they're just, they just want to get it started. They're excited, and that excitement has kind of bled over into uh, the schools and the students and the fans and the community, and I think everybody's ready to get some, ba- some basketball. Yeah, started. I think we're all ready. Uh, we're, we're all itching tired. for basketball. Everybody's tired of playing each other every day. Yeah. You're ready, <laughs> ready to see somebody in a different colored jersey. Right. So you're ready to take on, see what you got going on, and get out to a good start. And, of course, our first basketball broadcast of the year will be next Saturday. We're going to have a doubleheader coverage of Floyd Central uh, girls' action Saturday afternoon against Johnson Central. And the boys match up with Leslie County that night. So we'll be covering those games next Saturday. So a little over a week away for us to be on the hardwood and covering some basketball. And I'm itching for that, too. I know you guys are. So. <laughs> yep. been, been ready for it. I mean – Getting a little small dose here and there throughout the week. Well, I mean, yeah, you're you're coaching. You've already been around it. You're already in games. You got a you got a hero over there behind the camera. That well, what did he do last night? Uh, he did hit the the shot to send their B team game, the middle school B team game, to overtime. They win. Yeah. Hey. By five. And look at that grin on his face. There you go. Good job, Bubbo. Too bad he went two for six from the free throw line. <laughs> but you know, Spoken unlike like a true coach, but unlike Kentucky. It was enough to get the win, you know. Well, he missed two to send it in overtime first. <laughs> well, I ain't afraid to throw him under the bus. Golly. But he did hit the shot. We, we got They got the ball back. Okay. And he did hit the shot. All so. right. So cool. And that was uh, for South Floyd Elementary last night. Yes. And uh, they beat who? Dace. Dace last night. All right. Cool. So a good win for them last night. So uh, since we don't have our special guest, we had to come up with another part of the show tonight. And we're bringing back uh, potluck, potpourri, topics, and trivia tonight. <laughs> so, um, potent potables. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's a that's a category on Jeopardy, is it not? Yeah, yeah. that's a category on Jeopardy. Um, so, what we're doing is, you may see if you're watching the video <clears throat> version, there are four bobbleheads here. Okay, uh, one is a fan favorite, Chris Sabo. Okay, I tried to find two current players and two veterans. I had trouble finding current players. Well, I was going to say, the veteran part, you had that un- under control. Yeah, I had that under control. Uh, I had players who are no longer in uniform. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to bring out Joey Votto because his bobblehead's kind of bigger than the others. It didn't look all right. It's kind of so, like his contract. So what I did was I pulled out a couple of, yeah, uh, a couple of favorites, <laughs> old favorites, and Jeff Brantley, the Cowboy, and Chris Sabo over here. I found Tyler Stevenson, who, of course, is our catcher for the Reds. Sometimes. And uh, a, a player who could be back in a Reds uniform, if you read Mark Sheldon's column on MLB.com, Adam Duvall, Louisville native. He's still active. I figured we'd put him out of here. Sure. Maybe it's good karma to get him back in a Reds uniform because we need somebody to play the outfield. So maybe we'll get him on a one-year <laughs> flyer. Uh, yeah. We'll see. But each of these bobbleheads has a number under it. And oh. under the number, uh, who are the Reds? Who, under the number. That's what we say every year. Yeah, yeah, we don't know who they are. <laughs> it's like the movie Major League. Who are these guys? You know, I mean, every first of the year. We suck again. <laughs> but there are numbers under these bobbleheads, and they correspond with topics on my sheet oh. that these guys oh. don't know about. Okay. So... <laughs> What we're going to do hey, is he'll see he'll see your trivia and, <laughs> and raise you a blind draw. Hey, there you go, a blind draw. So what I'm going to end up doing here is set my timer for five minutes. Okay, five minutes, and every time we pull one, okay, you guys pull because I know which numbers are which. All right. So when everybody somebody pulls one, we have five minutes to hit that topic. 
Okay. All right. And when the sound goes off, we're done. We're yeah, like we're done. Got you. So that gets us twenty minutes, and then we'll wrap up with trivia. Sounds good. Sounds good. good. All right. And uh, Darren, uh, I know it's all about football, Darren. I get it. Uh, <laughs> notice that he's back after. I've never it. heard of that team. Alabama played over the weekend. Well, listen, I I haven't seen Darren since they lost. To Tennessee. Not everybody gets to play a cupcake in the second to last week of the season. True. Doesn't always happen. Yeah. But I mean, but he hasn't been competing since that loss to Tennessee. He's been, it's been a while. Been in jail. Facebook jail? Facebook jail. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's Facebook hope so. jail. <laughs> if not, um, we used to have a bill bond sponsor years ago. I mean, anyway, uh, <laughs> could have helped you out. Uh, good to have you back on here, Darren. Uh, Yes, Facebook jail. He's been on Facebook jail. You're you're sharing that Trump stuff, aren't you? That's what you're doing. You're sharing that Trump stuff. You know, <laughs> they don't they don't want you sharing that stuff on there anymore. All right. So uh, if you're ready, we'll start the uh, potpourri topic version of the show tonight. Who wants to pick a bobble first? That youngest goes first, right? Yeah, well, that, well that, isn't that, isn't like every, every board game ever made? He's ready to come over. Right, okay, come on over here. Get, get Bubbo. Oh, okay, he's, he's in, okay. So Bubbo's going to come over here, and he's going to pull one. Say, say hi to everybody. Like, wave at the camera. They can't hear you because <laughs> we have microphones. Is he in front? You ain't even in front of the camera, all right? Okay, now he's there. <laughs> Don't chew on your shirt and camera. All right, <laughs> come over here or over here. Pick a bobblehead and tell me the number you see, Okay. Today, it's Jimmy. under it. You got you to pick one up and read the number Duvall. that's under Adam it. Duvall. Okay, so you say Duvall, okay? So Adam Duvall is a one, okay? All right, so you go sit down. Uh, Bye, buddy. <laughs> topic number one, okay? Criticism of Coach Cal, okay? All right. We have five minutes. Here we go. Starting the timer. All right. So criticism of Coach Cal. Another marquee matchup resulted in a loss for the Cats Sunday against Gonzaga. Sort of a six-game series of the Bulldogs, okay? Although not a Power 5 school yet, anyway, if you include the Zags' defeat, the Cats are 11-20 and 20 against Power 5 or what I would call blue blood opponents in their last 30 games. Is this not alarming to you guys yet? Last week, I'm the only one that thought it was alarming against Michigan State. Now we've had two of these in a row. What who, do you say today? Who, who'd they get me by? Your other team, okay. Gonzaga. Okay. So I'll let you start with that one. Is this alarming for cat fans? The 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 loss. I, I don't think many Kentucky fans, if they're being realistic, thought they were going to beat Gonzaga in Seattle. No. However, just like Michigan State, you can lose to Michigan State, and I think it's okay. But I think it's how they lose the games. You look mm-hmm. at the Michigan State game. They lost late in the game, last couple minutes, the same things that frustrate Kentucky fans the last couple of years. Yeah. There's no continuity. There's no offensive flow. There's, you know, four guys on the baseline, one guy at the top, pass it around. Whoever wants to go, go. Mm-hmm. Gonzaga, this is a game that college basketball fans have wanted for a long time. Well, in particular, Gonzaga fans having a you, opponent like that going up there and playing. And you know, as a player, you know that's a game that everyone's going to be watching. Right. It's on 7.30 on a Sunday night. Everyone's going to be watching that game. Mm-hmm. I think what's disappointing from a Kentucky standpoint, because I wasn't disappointed in the game, um, <laughs> is is they they were they were not up for that game. It, it was almost like they were going out and playing – I, I I don't know. Uh, they're playing Auburn. I mean, they, I mean Mississippi State. They like, they they were not prepared. They no. were not excited. They were not up. They they didn't even show up. Gonzaga Gonzaga Gonzaga's good, but Gonzaga and they cannot rebound Kentucky. But Kentucky should never be out rebounded at any stretch of any game, thirteen to one. Yeah, Byron. Well, I mean, just the lineups. I think we've mentioned the lineups that they play. Is kind of confusing. You don't have, and I mentioned that they don't have scores. That you don't put scores out they there. They need a score. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got shooters, but they don't have that guy that like. Let's just go get a bucket. Mm-hmm. You can depend on he's going to get a bucket. Wheeler's not your point guard. I mean, Wheeler's obviously a point guard, and I kind of like Wheeler, 
But when they run plays and they leave him from me to in yonder and he can't <laughs> – Open. Yeah, open. And he can't knock it down as a problem. Yeah. And the best lineup to me watching the game when they made the run to cut it back to six in the second half was Wallace at the one, Frederick and Reeves at the two and three, Toppin at the four, Oscar at the five. You had to respect the shooters. Well, they didn't shoot good, but you had to respect them. Wallace is a pretty decent shooter, better than Wheeler, that they can step out on. Oscar's Oscar. I mean, he does, he does what he does. So, key to it is maybe having Wallace run the point. Yes. Even though he's not there right now, he should be the point guard, not Wheeler. Wheeler needs to have his minutes cut. I go with that. Now, in not being prepared, yeah. do you think maybe these guys just don't want to play for Cal? Is that fair criticism? That was something Jeremy had said in our text thread. It looks like they don't even want to play for him I, sometimes. If, if that's the case, if you don't want to play for him, then why are you there? Exactly. You, you, I don't know. You, Wallace, all these guys have been recruited there by him. Mm-hmm. They all had the option in the offseason to leave. Mm-hmm. They all stayed. So, not wanting to play for Cal don't make sense to me. Okay. See you. Uh, I was listening to, I like listening to post game podcasts, whether it's Kentucky, Cleveland, mm-hmm. whoever. And a lot of the callers into the post game show were saying that, you know, coaches yelling at players, but Cal likes to yell. And yeah. he, and the and things that kept getting brought up, whether I don't know if I agree with them or not, but the players seem to get tense in certain moments because they're, they're having to listen to him and focus on what he's yelling at them instead of focusing on what they can do. And we've seen before players have a short leash. Mm-hmm. he's jerked a guy out because he doesn't get a rebound or jerked a guy right. because he misses one shot. I think that's becoming a problem. They yeah. don't play loose enough kind because of, they're yeah. afraid to make a mistake. Kind of be able to be loose, make a mistake, know you're going to still be in there and get that flow going, especially in games like Michigan State, Gonzaga. You should know it's going to happen. you got to keep that continuity together. There's five minutes. Bam! What about fast? Just like that. Just like that. Okay? So he also said real quick, that these problems are fixable. I think some of them are fixable. I don't know if they get fixed by the end of the year. I don't know. It's a tough conference this year. We'll go, see. Go Zags. We'll see. I know you're pretty happy about that. <laughs> so there's topic one. We got three more to go. So um, you want to pick another bobblehead? Sure. All right. So here comes Bubbo to pick another bobblehead. So pick an, you can't pick Duvall. So give me Cowboy Stevenson, Sabo Stevenson. Stevenson, and the number of Stevenson is three. Okay, three. The kid Ken Griffey Jr. turned fifty-three years old yesterday. First thought that comes to mind. Five minutes. Uh, I did not expect this would be a topic that would be discussed. Um, like that's, that. that's my first thought. Well, um, <laughs> but you, you hear he's fifty three. Yeah, no my my really first feel old. my first memory of King Griffey Jr. was watching him at Coors Field. I believe it was the ninety seven home run derby. Uh, we had just got to um, my great grandparents' house in Ohio. Okay, I don't know why that I remember that, mm-hmm. but he had the hat backwards, sweetest swing in the history of baseball. Um, you know. It, it, I, I can't say I feel old because I just you know I don't I don't remember his. You don't remember the the big right. run, but the, the, the you know I just the, the home run derby. I remember the excitement of when he signed with the Reds when they traded for him in two thousand. Right. Um, you know I, I remember the the run Seattle had ninety five vaguely because that was the year that the Braves won the World Series and of course Keith's a big Braves fan. Um, but and, and just kind of the the what if. Mm-hmm. You know the injuries, just kind of yeah. the the memories of him, kind of individually. I, you know, I don't I don't feel a certain way. I just kind of, you know, just look back at kind of highlights of his career that I remember more than anything. You said old. I feel yeah. old. <laughs> I do too. When I saw that he's fifty three, yeah. I'm like, wow. You know. You know when I first, you know, well, I was probably Braylon's about Braylon's age, uh, watching Griffey. You know, and outside the Reds, Griffey is my favorite player. Mm-hmm. So you know, loved him. What, you know, thought it was great, and I just admired the way he played because it seemed like he's always all out all the time. Especially, you know, the one, the one the play that always sticks out just to make me think about it is he's in it's in Seattle in the Kingdom. He runs it down, 
and dives, like jumps into the wall, mm -hmm. breaks his arm because he's going all out. Yeah. And that just made another, you know, seeing the way he played the game and then, you know, home runs and home runs, it was cool. It's a cool thing. You just watched him. He was like, every time, he's like, Griffey's going to do it here. And, I, then, <laughs> and then, you know, the that 95 series, him scoring that run, yep. getting the hit. Yeah. To, Getting a hit to tie it mm -hmm. before, and then he scored the winning run. It was it was pretty cool. And then you know, like you said, the Reds are like greatest thing ever. Yep. Memory for me, the baseball card for one thing. Right. That's the first thing I think about. Yep. And it began upper <laughs> deck number one. Yep. Uh, the other memory was I was watching the game. They had traded Ken Senior to Seattle. The Reds in 1990. He could have stayed on the 90 team and gotten, you know, to play right, in the World, World Series, Series again. Yeah. Imagine playing in the series in 1990, <laughs> knowing you were a part of the big red machine. That could have happened. And he said, I don't care about it. I've been there. Uh, I want to play ball with my son. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. I was watching the game on ESPN the night they played the Angels when they hit the back to back home runs. That's pretty mm -hmm. cool. When, when father and son and father hit them both. I mean, I was watching it live. And I remember going, that's so cool, you know. <laughs> and I had the Seattle hat, the whole nine yards. I want to ask you guys this. I think what made Junior so special was the fact that Seattle, oh, that, that he was a Mariner. Mm -hmm. Because think about it. There's no one in the past in Seattle sports to compare him to, okay? He was the franchise. He became the franchise. He saved the team to stay there. He built safe. That's Gold a really Field. cool MLB presents kind of yeah. documentary thing. Yeah. Uh, he became the only Mariner ever to have a a winning season. I mean, they had never had a winning season until he got on the team. Yeah. No, Seattle was not very good. No, they were and terrible. Well, that, well, that's why they dra drafted him number one overall. <laughs> yeah, but it just it worked hey, out. On top of that, I th uh, if I'm not mistaken, Josh probably can correct me if I'm wrong, but. Griffey Jr. is the only number one pick to ever go to the Hall of Fame. Ooh, that's a good trivia question. I think, I think you're right. <laughs> Not be right about that. I I and right. I don't think there's a player now that's on his level. Not Mike no. Trout, Aaron Judge, in, Bryce Harper, Juan Soto. In terms, in terms of what? I mean, that's on I, his level of clout. Well, familiarity. I, I, think, I think there's players that are as talented. I think, but the thing with Griffey was he was just unlike anything anyone had ever seen in baseball. Yeah. He could literally do everything. Simply turning a hat around backwards made him the, ultra cool. The home run derby in Baltimore. Yeah. That was probably one of the coolest coolest home run. I remember that derby when he hit the hit the warehouse. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was a big deal. <laughs> mm -hmm. That was pretty cool. And then you remember the, uh, you know, just going along with home run derbies. Remember the Josh Hamilton one yeah. uh -huh. in New yeah. York. Yeah. And then obviously I remember the Frazier one. I got a, a proud dad moment. I got cash a uh, – a King Griffey Jr. McFarlane figure over the summer when I was in Louisville for uh -huh. uh, for a conference, mm -hmm. and uh, he knows King Griffey Jr. That's all awesome. he knows. He played for the Reds and the Mariners, and he knows he could catch a ball. That's pretty cool. Hard to believe he's fifty three years old, King Griffey Jr. We're ten minutes in on two topics, so what we're doing is potpourri, a uh, potpourri, 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 pot potpourri <laughs> trivia and topics the, tonight. The Griffey topic threw me for a curveball. You so like I, that I one, don't know you? what's going to what the other two could be. Oh, what could the other like two Griffey. be? So we got two more, Brantley or Sabes over here. Go ahead, pal. Uh the rookie of the year, the year I was born. Okay, give me Sabo. What number is that? Number 4. Number 4. All right. Number 4. Yesterday is why I'll never care about football. Yes, let's do it. I'll never care about <laughs> it. Here's why. Five minutes start. <laughs> the USA, for those who didn't follow it, attempted one shot. Not scored one shot. They attempted one shot. Luckily, it went in in 100 minutes of a game against Wales in the World Cup. The final was one-to-one. I'll never care about this if you're watching this going up. and It's a beautiful game. Give me a break. It is beautiful. Maybe care about this, Josh. I mean, if you don't at this point, you're not going to. So I mean, don't, really? Don't put that pressure 100 on 100 me. minutes and they take one dang kick. Okay, there was two games today that were tied 0-0. Zero, zero. I'm talking about the game I cared about, USA. One. Yeah, okay, so they had the games that didn't even score? Yeah. Why? I mean, Did that do penalty it, kicks? It's hard. Do they that's, not do that's only when it's like when it's the tournament portion. 
when you have to <sighs> when you have yeah. to have a when you have to have a winner. Yeah. Oh. This, this is still kind of like this play. is this is pool play. Pool play. Okay, all right. I get, that. I get it. But I mean, you're people want action in sports. Okay, you want action. I mean, you seeing men run up and down the pitch or what I would call a cow pasture for those who don't know the game closely. Uh, that doesn't constitute action for me, okay? It does to for me, the rest of the world. It, well, okay, I'm not saying the rest of the world is wrong. I'm just <laughs> saying me, old guy over here, to me it's insanity. Just watching him go up and down, up and down. To me that's insanity. Why should I care about watching the World Cup? Do you care about the Olympics? Kind of. Some, some events I like. Okay, Seriously. so how is, soccer, how is this, the World Cup any different than the Olympics? Because at least these, at least in the Olympics, the sports I watch have a result, and they have action. There's drama. There's there's things right. to it. I was, so if you, I was so saying, if you only get one shot, that's not drama. They played a hundred minutes and took one shot, and they get hit or something, and they fall down like they're going to die, and then they're back up like, well, nothing ever happened to me. You know, that's... Now, help to, me, help me like, kind of like to, this. But to that, they're also running full speed at each other. Okay. Like, I'm sure it doesn't feel good. Now, is a lot of it kind of like, you know, kind of like lay on the ground for a few minutes and kind of stall? I'm sure. Yeah. But they're also running full speed. It's flopping. To, I had somebody on Facebook say it's like watching flopping in basketball. No, I disagree with that. Uh, not completely. Not completely. No, not no. completely. Okay. I disagree with that. I will, I will say that it. I, th- I think that you would probably be better suited to watch it in person than on TV. That way, mm-hmm. you can kind of see the full. Can it, can I make it? Can I make an argument? Yeah. The reason you don't like soccer is, a lot, is the same reason a lot of people don't like baseball. Well, so make them care about baseball. Okay, so it's well. That <laughs> aside, was kinda, aside from the result, that was kind of my last point here. Soccer, and, and I'm I'm getting this from Paul Daughtery. He wrote about this today, and uh, and I thought this was really good to talk about. Soccer, and this is his words. Soccer is mainstream with kids and their families. It's mainstream. It doesn't cost a fortune for a kid to play soccer. Mm-hmm. A kid is less likely to suffer serious head trauma. Soccer is third generation legit in our country now, the way baseball used to be. I think that's a fair speaking statement. Of, speaking of head trauma, I, I know y'all didn't watch Saudi Arabia and Argentina this morning. I know, um, but Arge- Saudi Arabia's goalie went up to like punch a ball, and his knee hit his teammate right square in the face, and like the goalie was visibly shaken up, like he was mm. like. Ugh. Tore all to pieces. Did you, did you see that Saudi Arabia made a a is a holiday today? Oh yeah, or tomorrow? <laughs> tomorrow. The, the 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 largest upset in the history of the World Cup. Yeah. So they were what seventy fourth, fifty first, oh fifty first. Oh. Yeah, Argentina was somewhere second. way down, and they beat number two, the number two team in Argentina, Messi, yeah. with the best player in the world, Messi, Messi, Lionel Messi. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know who that was. When that's somebody, yeah. when you all put Messi, I thought Mark Messier. No, hey, this hockey man. Uh, you know, I I was like, what are you talking about? Look, but, Bryce, but, Bryce got into soccer, kind of like Josh has. Okay. with his, and it, you know, I started watching a little bit more, and I kind, I've kind, I've grown to like it. I, there's the precision that they have to make that they cut and move and make these passes in you know just the right spots between defenders. And like Josh said, run a full speed, you kick it across the field and hit a guy perfectly in stride, mm-hmm. and then they make a kick. And then some of the – and if you get some of these real – like you're talking about Messi and Ronaldo, you know, that's probably – if you don't know soccer, you probably know those two names. If not both of them, you probably know at least one. Nope. <laughs> nope. Just, just, well, <laughs> nope. anybody – I mean – I feel like Jeremy over here. Yeah, there you go. Well, the, the, United, but, the United States is the second youngest team in the entire World Cup. Okay. They have the youngest captain in the entire World Cup. Mm. I don't know if they may have one or two black guys that have ever played a single minute in the World Cup game. Wow. Because they didn't make it the last, the last time they had one. Mm. So, First time since 2016. No, 2014. But I think it's safe to say that his words are right. I think that soccer is taking the place of baseball and in another two or three generations, it'll outpace baseball in terms of popularity. I mean, it's going to be baseball still in really, this country. Baseball is still really big regionally in, in pockets of the country. Yeah. But soccer has, because it's a global game, but soccer has also branded itself on a national level mm-hmm. much better in the last decade than baseball has. Yeah, absolutely. 
and it's done good at getting into. I mean, we've watched it kind of get into the U.S. over the last three decades. Well, I remember the biggest thing you think about soccer for me was the '96 women. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, the that's kind of your introduction to it. Yeah, for, for and, all of and us. if you didn't know where it was, kind of like, hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And did you, did you, so what was it, the the uh, thirty for thirty with? They kind of talked to him. And oh, yeah. Did you, would you watch that? I yep. was really good about that, too. So, Todd Meadows was on here, and, and I saw your we – we've got a break here, so we'll talk about it. Uh, Todd Meadows said he lived near Seattle from 1991 to 1993 while in the military. Uh, he went to a ton of Mariners games, and he was just different. Absolutely. I mean, you talk about seeing – I would have loved to have seen Junior – in that prime time, not, oh, not yeah. in that early mm-hmm. 90s run. What was 10 gold gloves? Golly. <laughs> can't imagine the atmosphere, how, how it was in the kingdom. I mean, that place was a dump from what you see <laughs> on the videos. Uh, I would compare it to where the Rays play, Tropicana, and, and two of us have been there, uh, and it's a dump. But the product's great, <laughs> you know. And, and you I, feel, per- I personally like going down there. I, I do, too. I, I, I'm glad it's a dump. You know, I like going over to the dump. fish tank and looking at the raids and raising <laughs> look, the tank and sticking your hand down in there. The, that's the cool. great thing about it is when we go, you can get any seat you want. Yeah, that's kind of the <laughs> fun thing about it. Nobody cares. You just go wherever you want to go sit. I imagine going to a game back then on a Tuesday night to see the uh, Mariners play the Orioles. It was probably pretty fun. You know, I'd say be. so. I bet it was awesome. All right, one more topic, and it was under Brantley. The Cowboy. Go Cowboy. Number two, okay? Deuce. Our final Uncle topic, five-minute topics here, okay? Um, Stoops is being asked to play up, okay? To coach up, I should say. Uh, the new contract signing before the Vanderbilt loss. Uh, to give you some details on it before I turn it loose here. His new contract replaces the previous extension. It deletes the clause that automatically extended his contract by one year. Did you guys see that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, instead of winning seven games uh, or you get an extra year in your contract, if you win 10, you get two extra years. Well, that don't happen anymore. Okay? He's got his set number of years, and that's what he's got. And his buyout's higher, which I think to me conveys – they're serious about keeping him, okay? But also, when they're saying, they're also saying that seven and ten wins just isn't enough. Am I right or wrong? They want to go to the next level, Yeah, I think, with I this th- contract. I think, I think you're very right about, you know, they've seen the seven, eight wins. I think that, you know, six and seven ain't going to cut it no more. Mm-mm. Eight's going to be a push on bad years. I think it's nine and on. From here on out for Stoops, it's what the expectation is. Nine and on, you see the class, the recruiting classes don't mean nothing. No, you had the 17th best recruiting class in the country last year, and Stoops was talking last night about trying to keep that class together next year. So it's like you're recruiting two classes at the same time. <laughs> it's just a different beast right now. Mm-hmm. And But I think the game has been leveled up. They've said, all right, look, you've come in here, you wanted this job, You've had 10 years. We're happy where we're at, but it's time to take the next step. And I think it's realistic because you have this 12-team playoff that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You have a legitimate shot at being one of those 12 teams, and you got to get yourself there in this amount of time, and they're giving him the way out well, time to do it. I, I think, for one, to your point about the seven, the, the number of wins now, while that was kind of a goal, that's now no longer like uh, – uh, enough. Uh, it's, no. Because it was like, here's an incentive. Hey, listen, if you win 10 games, which has only been done a couple times, we're automatically going to tack on some extra years. Yeah. Well, now it's gone. <laughs> now when 2030 comes around, that's it for him unless they resign him. Yeah. But um, when Texas and Oklahoma joined the SEC, Greg Sankey, the, the commissioner, said they're more than likely, there's a really good chance they're doing away with divisions, mm-hmm. and they're doing, you're probably going to have oh, non-conference games. Yeah. So now there's going to be m- more pressure on Stoops to – Compete at a higher level with a tougher schedule. Yeah. You're going to lose one of your non-conference games. Probably not Louisville because I do think there's going to be an incentive to play a Power 5 non-conference opponent. They'll keep Louisville, yeah. Um, but no, it, it's they, they, they've rewarded him, which he, he should have been rewarded because what he's done in the last decade has been remarkable. But it's also, I think, them saying, listen, it's been good. We appreciate what you've done. It's been awesome. But you've now got to 
you've now got to got to take that next step. It's, you, it's, you, it's almost like that they've had this safety blanket or safety net for him. Yeah, and now it's like, all right, pal, time to earn your keep. Let's go. But also, they they gave him more on the buyout, too, right. which I think is respect to him yeah. to say, you know what, if it doesn't work out, we are going to handsomely reward you for what you have done for this program and, if you decide to leave or it just doesn't work out. And I know the announcement of, of the extension is, is not the best timing, <laughs> but they agreed to it before Vanderbilt, and they were playing well. Yeah, I know the kind of the wheels fell off against Vandy. They played better, at least defensively, against Georgia. Um but the, the timing of the announcement wasn't great, but he said, you know, I don't know if it was after the game or, or whenever it was, but there are people coming after his freshman. Oh, absolutely. And so it's like you said, he's going to have to, and that's where the, this whole NIL stuff that Kentucky's finally doing something about, you know, whether or not you like the method, but it's, 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 a, it's, a, new, it's a new game. It's, and it's going <clears> to, <throat> yeah. you know, and it, I think the Louisville game, Louisville's coming off a, a big upset over North Carolina State. They're seven and four. I think maybe six and four, seven and four. Um, and I think they're going to have to play well and, and, and beat them and, and look good doing it. Louisville probably yeah. better than we anticipated. Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Better and it's gotten better. So mm-hmm. that's going to be a tougher game than we expected. But the, the game is obviously elevated. Uh, hey, speaking of 12 team playoffs, I bet Tennessee wishes that was happening now. Uh, uh, maybe, but I don't know how good that backup quarterback is. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm gonna take Vandy on the win this week. Ooh, <laughs> you know, if if Vandy wins, they're bowl eligible. Yep. Do you think they're not all gun ho in on yeah, this? Yeah, they are. I mean, and I want to see that Vandy bot 3.0 <laughs> next week on the who, what's his name? Matt, Matt Mitchell. Matt Mitchell. Matt Mitchell. If you don't that follow, guy is awesome. free, yes. pl- free plug. It's God. worth it though. It is worth it. If he you do, don't he follow does an him, SEC roll call. Yeah, yes. it is great. It is fantastic. That guy. I've watched some of his other stuff, like Waffle House yeah. versus Cracker <laughs> Barrel. That's yeah. pretty good stuff too. Yeah. But uh, and, and all the food stuff he does. But now listen, the football stuff. Matt Mitchell. Follow him. On social media, watch yeah. his videos, man. They are out of this world. Can we can we tag him in a post of this podcast just to <laughs> oh if he shared it to see what, awesome. what what kind of retweets we can get? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of cool if we could do that. But he's fantastic. He's got this mock of a Vanderbilt robot that talks because it actually won a game and it's, it's then it won two in a row and it's just yeah. off. It's, <laughs> it's, it's off. That, that was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, the first one was really good though. All right, that's our oh good timing. Four topics <laughs> in five minute intervals. Uh, here tonight on the show. So we're going to take a break and come back and we'll do the trivia portion of our potluck feast week here on the Sound Off All Sports podcast brought to you by the Mountain Art Center and Howard Family Pharmacy. When you need to know about your medications, it's important to know your pharmacist. Wes Howard, Tiffany Jacobs, John Newsom, and Terry Castle and Howard Family Pharmacy, your community health mart pharmacy, will always take time for you. And it's more convenient now than ever to fill your prescriptions. Simply use their free mobile app or log on to howardfamilypharmacy.com. Quality care and service, where it's always about family. That's Howard Family Pharmacy of Allen and Eastern. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. Billy Jean Osborne's Kentucky Opry is here for the 2022 Christmas season. Come out to the Mountain Arts Center, relax, and add some Christmas spirit to your holidays. As always, the Kentucky Opry Junior Pros will be there too. Performances start December 10th with only five chances to catch it. So act fast and grab those tickets at MacArts.com or call 888-MACARTS today. Sponsored by ARH and paid in part by the Kentucky Arts Council. Council. All right, we're back on the Sound Off on Sports podcast. So I am done with my <laughs> side of the show, and it's time to turn Josh loose with the trivia portion of tonight's Feast Week episode of the Sound Off on Sports. Now, you you tell me to have a notebook ready. Well, yeah, because I, I kind of designed everything as if it was going to be shown, and you all could see it, and they could see it. So that's just to kind of keep track of your all's answers, That because okay. it's kind of hard to have my, the laptop set up, and there's no screen to to project everything on. So uh, I will say though, I geeked out doing this. Cause like, I, <laughs> I, I, lo- I love trivia. I love sports trivia. And I, I did some digging on some of these questions. So, okay. Oh boy. So, okay. So, okay. so is, it get, like, is it like, are we versing each other yeah, here? Yeah. I'll, I'll keep score. Okay. Um, so before we get to the actual like jeopardy portion of it, there's five topics in front of you. There's okay. Cincinnati reds, 
high school basketball, UK basketball, UK football, and NFL. So I figure for the sake of time, we'll pick, you all can each pick one. Each topic, there's a list question that with multiple answers, you can go back and forth kind of getting the, the list. Oh, okay. So that's what the paper is for. So you can keep track of what's been guessed, what's right. So we each can pick one of these, and then we get to claim a point and for each I'll, one we guess. Right, right. Okay? And that's what this is for. We yeah, keep so you can keep track of what's what's been guessed, what's what's you know what you have on the list and everything. Uh, okay. This is our Jeopardy. Stuff. This is the Jeopardy stuff right here, which we'll get to that in a second. Okay, okay so so, we're, so yeah. we're starting first. This Young, like youngest up. one first. Pick a topic. Cincinnati Reds, high I school basketball. Anything, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll defer. I'll defer. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I'll defer to the second half. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I get it. Well, I'll I'll take Reds. Reds. Okay. Fair. We both can handle that one. So I'll, I'll go Reds. <laughs> Major League Baseball recently named its major award winners for the 2022 season. Gotcha. Name the 16 Cincinnati Reds players who have won Most Valuable Player, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, or any combination of the three. Frank Robinson. Frank Robinson is correct. Rookie of the Year and MVP. Yep. Byron. We'll give you all two strikes, too, before you're out. I'll take Spuds. Chris Sabo, 1988 Rookie of the I, Year. I do. Spuds was one of my favorites, so I'm going to take him. So this is like Rookie of the Year, MVP, Cy Young. Or all three. Or, or, all three. or, any, or any combination. Or any combination of those. They've had, they had to win uh, one of those three awards. Okay. For regular season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Joe Morgan. Joe Morgan, correct. MVP twice, back-to-back years in 75 and 76. And there's 16 of these guys, right? 16 individuals, yes. Okay. Well, I'll take the other part of that, uh, Big Red Machine and Johnny Bench. Johnny Bench, Rookie of the Year and MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, low-hanging fruit, Joey Votto. <laughs> Joey Votto, 2010 National League MVP. I'll, okay. t- I'll take the even lower fruit with Jonathan India. <laughs> well <Nice>. done. <laughs> well done. Uh, Barry Larkin. Barry Larkin. My all time favorite Reds player. 95 MVP. Who ran away from us this year. Yep. Right. Yeah. Did he really uh, run or we just freeze? We froze and then he ran. Nah, I, th- I think we kind of scared him off. Yeah. Well, that's, probably, that's, that's, that's really. Your, <laughs> Is that the Kentucky station that's here? No, we got to go. <laughs> so, all right. You've got seven. There we, we, are we nine probably, nine individuals left. I will say he probably seen us all gawking and like. This ain't for me. Yeah, they going to work. We, we apologize now, Barry. Oh. We're sorry. <laughs> uh, I think it's uh, fair to say there's not a Cy Young winner. I don't know. Oh, it's, come my, on. It's, it's Byron's turn. Oh, okay. Had to, had to win as a red or? Yeah. Yeah, had to win it MVP, as a red. MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, winner as a red. MVP, Rookie of the Year, Cy Young. Pete Rose. Pete Rose, Rookie mm-hmm. of the Year and MVP, correct. Uh, you stole my other answer. So now that's, that's eight. You are doing really well. We'll just do one strike before you're out. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's no, two. Sake, sake of time. We, I, I, go, I got all I kinds get, of time. I want to get to these questions. Okay. Just that's give, that's give, what I'm really excited just, about. Just give us some time. Oh, my gosh. Um, This is t- it's, it is a little tougher what you wrote through a few of these. Yeah. Um, hmm. See, I'm hung up on the Cy Young thing. I don't think anybody's won a Cy Young. Maybe not. As a red. But I, it's, it's a major award, so I put it in there. <laughs> it could have been a curveball. Well, so is a leg lamp. Pun intended. It's a major <laughs> award. Um, <laughs> anyway. Fragile. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. All right. All right. We got to guess somebody here. Um, uh, you know what? Um, golly. I see. I'm gonna get, now you got pressure because there's no, there's no two strikes. Um. Oh uh, gosh, the the we, ones that are left are pretty tough. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now we're, we're on the tougher ones now. Um, I yeah, because he can be there. Tony Perez, incorrect. Nope, not gonna be there. Byron, last chance for one additional <laughs> point. Um, dang it! Now I got one. Well. I got one now. That's a rough one. It's too <laughs> late. I'll say it after you strike out. All right. I don't have a timer going, but we can't. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Come on, Bobo. Yeah. I'm counting to five. All right. Frazier, Todd Frazier. Correct. 
Scott Williamson. Scott Williamson, 99 Rookie of the Year. Yeah, there you go. In alphabetical order. Okay. Trevor Bauer, 2020 Cy Young winner. George George Foster, 77 MVP. Uh, Tommy Helms, 66 Rookie of the Year. Ernie Lombardi, 38 MVP. Frank McCormick, 40 MVP. I never got that. Bucky Walters, 39 MVP. (laughs) You said Scott Williamson. And Pat Zachary, 76 Rookie of the the Year. Yeah. Uh, I should have got at least four of those. Should have got Bauer. I don't know why we didn't miss that one. Bauer. Yeah, that was. I was really surprised you kept focused on the Cy Young part. I was like, there's not one. I was was like, there's not one. And it was Bauer. Bauer was the first. Two years ago. The only one. The only one. And did it with what? Six wins? Think about it. It was only like a 60 game season. Yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying because it was such an right. anomaly. One, one, one more kind of rapid fire okay. topic. All right. Byron can pick it. I'll do high school basketball. High school basketball. All right. Since the season's <clears throat> upon us. In a 12 year span Ooh. from 1961 to 1973, Great. the 58th district had at least one team play in the 15th region championship game excluding the two occasions when two district teams played against each other and one repeat opponent named the 10 opponents faced by the 58th district in the 15th region finals. Name the 10 opponents in a 12 year span between 61 and 73 in the 15th region championship. 1961 to 1973. Yep. The opponents, the that a 58th district team played. Yes. In a regional championship. Yep. Johnson Central. Johnson Central is correct. That was the only repeat opponent. Okay. 1970 and 1972. 70, they played We Were Right. Yep. I knew that one. <laughs> and they beat Maytown right. in 1972. In 72, yep. Uh, I'm going to say Pikeville. Pikeville lost to McDowell in 1971. Good, 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 good. Um, there's 10 of these, right? Yep. Ooh. Um, now there's eight. Well, there's eight. Eight left. Yep. Um, we're getting two strikes here because this ain't a lot. Uh, yeah, we'll do two. Okay, let's do two. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to guess Paintsville. Paintsville, 1961, lost to Wheelwright. Yeah. Really went out. Really, <laughs> now, really, now we're out. Really went out of well, I, with Paintsville. I got the two of the Trojans. That's what I knew that. <laughs> so. <clears throat> there's actually one more Trojans. Mmm. Okay, but they didn't win. Mm, they lost. Yep. Okay. Would that be Mead Memorial? Oh, 1968 to beat McDowell. That's a good one. Good job on that one, Byron. Um, <laughs> again, repeat the question for those who may be actually wanting to listen to this. So ni- <laughs> from, from 1961 to 1973, okay. 12 years, the 58th District had one team, at least one team, play in the 15th Region Championship. That's pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. In that span, they faced 10 different opponents. Mm. Once they faced the, each other, or twice they faced each other, and one opponent was a repeat opponent. So mm. there's 10 teams in the... So Johnson Central was a repeat. Right. Yeah. Uh, I want to guess Flat Gap. That would be incorrect. <clears throat> so that's one strike for you. Okay, all right. I'm going to go with uh, Virgie. Virgie. Good guess. Beat Wheelwright in 1962. Good guess. Very good, very good. Oh my gosh. Uh, hmm. Okay. Pressure's on now because <laughs> you got to think about who's left. You have to think about who could, you know. Um, hmm. There's one I feel like you all should get. Really? At least definitely, if you consider the, the time period. The others. Mm. <sighs> I is. Inez lost to Wayland in 1964. Golly. And that's the one I thought you all should get. <laughs> okay. That's what I was thinking. Okay. There's somebody I'm not thinking about. So how, how many we got left now? You got f- uh, four left. Four left. Four left. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Pressure's on Byron now. Okay. Jamie's got one strike. Byron I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Dorton. Incorrect. Nope. 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 Um. I will go back to Pike County and say um, Elkhorn City. Incorrect. Ooh, I'm out. Jamie's out. out. God, 
Lee. I didn't feel too confident about that one. <laughs> um, let's see. Let me just look over to the list real quick. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why I got you. I, I, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Ten opponents in a 12-year span that lost to a 58th district team in the 15th region that tournament. That played a 58th district Played, played right. a 15th region tournament. Yep. Championship game against the 50th district team. Yep. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Oil Springs. Yeah. Incorrect. Yeah. Oh, man. That had been my other guess. 1965, Morgan County lost to Martin. Morgan County? Wow. Okay. 1966, Johns Creek lost to McDowell. Ooh. Didn't 1967, Feds Creek lost to Maytown. Ooh. And last but not least, 1973, McDowell beat Sheldon Clark. Sheldon Clark. I almost guessed Sheldon Clark, but I pulled it. In favor of INS. <laughs> so there you go. All right. So uh, I got four, five, six, seven points. Byron's got seven. And Byron's got seven points. So we actually tied on those. Yeah. All right. So we're <laughs> tied at seven. All right. So wow. the Jeopardy, I've got four categories. Pressure, man. I mean. <laughs> points, points are 10, 20, 30, 40. You've got multi-sport athletes, Mr. Miss Award winners, Kentucky Bowl games, <laughs> and minor league baseball. <laughs> okay. So Jamie went picked first on the the, the so list. Should categories. there be a timer for this? Uh, yeah, I'll do. I'll, I'll start a timer. Do, I'll do do like what? Thirty seconds. No, I mean for the whole game. Oh, oh, the whole game. Okay, the whole this whole part. So like okay. what? Ten minutes. You can do ten minutes. All right, ten minutes. All right, ready, set. All right, Jamie, you, you pick first. Give me uh, minor league baseball for ten. For 10. Yeah. The single-A affiliate, the Modesto Nuts, the American League West. So I'll give you the team, the division, and the major league division. Single-A, American League West, the Modesto Nuts. I got to tell you, what team at the, they're What in? major league baseball team they're Is that a class A yep. of? In the American League West? American League West. Oakland. He's the only one who gets answered. Oakland? Oakland. Incorrect. Mm. I get a shot? Yeah, go ahead. I'll say Houston. Mariners. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Byron, okay. you go. I'll take multi-sport athletes for 10, please. For 10. You all got to listen close on these. Well, we're gonna, we're just gotta, look at them. Assuming it's like Jeopardy, the easier ones at the top, <laughs> you go harder with in, them now. <clears throat> in college, this future Hall of Fame running back scored 77 career goals as a lacrosse midfielder and was named first-team All-American in 1957. Oh, my God. He was inducted into the National Lacrosse Hall of Fame in 1983, 12 years after his induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Do I get a college? I give it away. Yeah. Are you sure? 77 career lacrosse goals, first-team All-American in 57, National Hall of Fame in lacrosse in 83, 12 years after his Pro Football Hall of Fame induction. 12, all this happened after his Pro Hall f- Football induction. No, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame after his Pro Football induction. In college, he scored 77 lacrosse goals. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Well, I got two guesses. Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> no. Incorrect. I don't know. Um, I'll go Jim Thorpe. Jim Brown. Oh, well, that was my other guess was Jim Brown. So, oh, I should have went Jim Brown. Anyway, all right. there you go. Considered by many the greatest lacrosse player of all time. I never knew he played lacrosse. Nope. That's interesting. Uh, what's the uh, – see, I can't see the two middle tops. Mr. and Miss Award winners were Kentucky Bowl games. Give me Kentucky Bowl games for, for uh, 20. Oh. For 20. Yeah. When Kentucky played Penn State in the 2019 Citrus Bowl, it marked the second time the Wildcats and Nittany Lions had met in the postseason. Mm-hmm. A number surpassed only by this school, which Kentucky has met three times in bowl games, all since 1990. Oh, I think I know this one. All since 1990? All since 1990. <sighs> uh, I'll take a wild guess on this and say Clemson. You would be correct. All right. So is that 20 points? 20 points. Boom. Wow. 
That's, that's who I was thinking too. Woo. All right, I got my mojo back now. I got that one. <laughs> Feeling good. Feeling good about myself. Okay. Uh, I'll take minor league baseball for 20. For 20. Double A. Right. National League East. The Binghamton Rumble Ponies. <laughs> the National League East? National League East. Double A. Right. I, I know this. The Binghamton Rumble Ponies. I know this. I know this. I know this. Great. <laughs> the pressure's all Byron. <laughs> National League East. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to count up the East. <laughs> count it off, Josh. He can't have all day. Five, four, three, Phillies. two. Incorrect. Mets. The Mets. Yes. I, I was thinking. Binghamton, New York. There I was go. thinking Mets. Mets. 20 more, baby. Like, it's Woo. too obvious. I figured the best, oh, yeah. I figured yeah. the best was too obvious. Jamie. Right. Let's stay at the baseball category 30. 30. Yeah. American League East. Ah. Okay. Single A. <laughs> the Aberdeen Ironbirds. Oh, who? Aberdeen, <laughs> Aberdeen Ironbirds. Ironbirds. Single A, American League East. Oh, my gosh. I'm just going to throw it out there and say um, Tampa Bay. Incorrect. Okay. Baltimore. Baltimore would be correct for 30 points. Well, look at you, Byron. <laughs> look at you. Go back in the game, baby. Back in, you're back in it. Oh, let's just go with uh, Miss and Miss Award winners for 10. For 10. Yeah. That's probably the hardest one. Mm. This former Mr. Basketball is the only player in Southeastern Conference history with 400 career three-point field goals Finishing his career with 431. You say Mr. Basketball in Kentucky? Yeah, Mr. yeah, Basketball. yeah, Kentucky, Kentucky. And he got 400 made three-point goals? 400 made three-point field goals in his college career. In the yeah. SEC. In the SEC. In the SEC. Yes. This, yeah. for, this former Kentucky Mr. Basketball is the only player in SEC history with 400 career three-point field goals. <laughs> say John Pelfrey. Incorrect. I'll I'll say Richie Farmer. Incorrect. Chris Lofton. Oh, Lofton. Oh, I wanted to say Chris uh, Harrison, but I knew he didn't play enough in, the, in UK. He was a dead eye at Toesboro, <laughs> man. He was a dead eye. All right, uh, give me uh, the minor league baseball for forty. National National League West. Double mm-hmm. A. Hartford Yard Goats. <laughs> Golly. Hartford Yard Goats. Yep. National League West. Double A. Arizona. Incorrect. Giants. Incorrect. Rockies. Golly. <laughs> all right, all right. Byron, go. Uh, yo, Kentucky Bowl games for 30. For 30? Why not? Kentucky lost to West Virginia in 1983 mm. and defeated Wisconsin in 1984. Uh-huh in its only two appearances in this now-defunct bowl game, which was played annually from 1977 to 85 in Birmingham, Alabama. Mm. I told you all dug deep on these. Obviously. I remember this. I can't. I had it and lost it. Obviously, they, well, I don't know. What, the Birmingham Bowl? Incorrect. No. Uh, the Independence Bowl? Incorrect. Hall of Fame Classic. Hall of Fame Classic. Yeah, there you go. Minor league baseball is off the table now, by the way. Uh, give me. Well, we can see that. I'll just, just, give me multi sport athletes for 20. For 20? Yeah. Before beginning his Hall of Fame baseball career, mm. this two time All Western Athletic Conference performer was selected in the 10th round of the 1981 NBA draft after graduating with a still school record 590 assists. Uh, Danny Ainge. Incorrect. Oh, mm. not a bad guess though. God, he played at BYU, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I felt really good about that. You said it with conviction. I did. did. <laughs> I knew that. I went against. I was like, here. I was like, man, he got that. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know. It. Danny Ainge. I don't know. Tony Gwynn, San Ooh. Diego State. Ooh, man. Byron's turn. Uh, let's go, Mister Misses for twenty. Colorado Rockies pitcher Jason Jennings was named the 2002 National League Rookie of the Year, finishing ahead 
of these two former Kentucky Mr. Baseball winners of the Montreal Expos and Cincinnati Reds? Austin Kearns. That's one of them. And I think I know it. See, I like the psyche man a little bit. No, yeah, I don't <laughs> care. The Expos. Yep. Yeah. Five. Four. <laughs> Oh, Three. what was it? Tony Hernandez Two. or something? Oh. Incorrect. So Kearns, Kearns and Wilkinson. I can't see. Brad Wilkerson. Wilkerson. God. Yeah, see, I remember that Wilkerson. Well, Brad Wilkerson of man, Apollo. Brad Kearns Wil- went to Lafayette. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jamie. Mm. Dang it, that was mine. Uh, give me Kentucky Bowl games for 40. This future AFL champion... MVP and Pro Football Hall of Famer recorded Kentucky's first ever points in a bowl game when he connected on a 27-yard field goal in the 1947 Great Lakes Bowl, 14 years before he would lead the AFL with a career-high 3,330 passing yards as a Houston Oiler. Um, My only guess was George Blanda. That would be correct. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Belanda, baby. There you go. How many points is that, baby? 40. 40. Look here. Look here. Look here. See, 40. See that? Yeah. Let's go clear, clear out the bowl games with 10. 30 seconds. With the 2009 Liberty Bowl tied at 19 with three minutes remaining in the fourth quarter, defensive tackle Ventrell Jenkins returned a fumble 56 yards for the go-ahead score against this Conference USA opponent. East Tennessee. Incorrect. Say it again. With the 2009 Liberty Bowl tied at 19 with three minutes remaining in the fourth East quarter. Carolina. East Carolina's correct. Dang, yeah. The Pirates. <laughs> Kevin in late. Kevin in late. The Pirates. I know. Perfect. And that's it. Perfect. So now it's Final Jeopardy time. Final okay. Jeopardy? Yes. All right. Uh, What's the score here? Uh, 97 to 37. Ooh. Ooh, I think I'll thirty-six. I think I'll have a zero bet on this one, uh, Alex. But uh, you go right ahead. <laughs> in, the, you. in this year's World Cup, <laughs> it's definitely a zero bet for me. The United States is in statistically the most difficult group, Group B, with England, Iran, and Wales, with all four teams ranked in the top twenty in the world. Mm-hmm. What is the average ranking of all four teams in Group B? Closest gets it right. England, Iran, United States, and Wales. Average ranking. All four are in the top 20. I'll say 12. Okay. I'm going to say eight. England is fifth. United States is 16th. Hmm. Wales is 19th. Iran is 20th. The average ranking is 15th. 15th. <laughs> <sighs> So what do I win here, Bob? Uh, <laughs> pat on the back. Atta boy. Hey, there you go. boy. There you go. Trivia and topics night. I, I liked it. Yeah. I liked fine. it. Not good. just because I won, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the minor league baseball one was pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good well, stuff. Most other questions. Let's just hear those. Yeah, let's just hear the other ones um, real quick. The Mr. Miss Award winners, those are pretty tough. Yeah. This former Miss Basketball was named to the 2013 All-SEC Freshman Team before becoming a three-time first-team All-American and two-time national champion at Division Three, Thomas Moore. Uh, the girl at Jackson County. Nope. No. What was her name? Uh, Sarah Elliott. Sarah Elliott. Yeah. No. This is Randy Moss's daughter. Oh. I watched her. I called her at Boone County. Sydney Moss. She yep. played at Boone County. I called one of her games. The last one. This former Mr. Basketball and Kentucky State champion is the all-time leader in games played at the University of Kentucky with 152. Say it again. This, I was too caught up in the fact that Boone County played Belfry, and I remember that game. It was at Western. This Go former ahead. Mr. Basketball and Kentucky State champion is the all-time leader in games played at the University of Kentucky with 152. 152. Right. Belfry or Farmer? I was saying, it ain't Belfry. Belfry or Farmer? Darius Miller. Oh, yeah, that's a really good question. Yeah. You want the last two in the multi-sport? Sure. Yeah, the multi-sport is my favorite one. I'm sure it is. On June 2nd, 1979, this future wooden national player 
or sorry, this future wooden national player of the year and NBA champion became the youngest Toronto Blue Jay to hit a home run at 20 years, 77 days old. Joe Carter. No, he was an Indian. Youngest Toronto Blue Jay to, to hit, hit a home run. run. Uh, what year? 1979. Uh, George Bell. Danny Ainge. It was Dan. See, <laughs> I knew he had to be in the answer somewhere here because Danny Ainge is a great question because he was a baseball yep. player and a basketball, basketball star. I yeah. mean, it's a great question. But Last like, one. The sports stuff. This future baseball Hall of Fame outfielder okay. averaged seven points and five and a half rebounds for the 1972 Big Ten champions. And in 1973, was selected in the NBA draft. ABA draft, NFL draft, and was the fourth overall pick in the baseball draft as a pitcher. 72, mm -hmm. 73, Big Ten, uh, Indiana? Nope. Ohio State? Nope. Well, I'm lost. Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Kevin McHale? Dave Winfield. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Was drafted in the 17th round of the wow. NFL draft despite not playing one snap of college football. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> this happens when you're a huge man. He's a huge guy. Absolutely. All right. That has been our Feast Week edition of the Sound Off on Sports podcast, brought to you by Howard Family Pharmacy and the Mountain Arts Center for Josh, uh, Jeremy, who couldn't be here tonight. Uh, for Byron, I'm Jamie. We will see you next Tuesday. We'll have special guest Chase Parsley. Uh, in studio talking black cat basketball in Prestonsburg. Hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you all for watching and downloading. There you go. Yachty. <laughs> <laughs>